When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino back here to talk about Special Forces colon World's Toughest Test, the show that puts the special in Special Forces. And once again, I am back here with my co-host who, if she's leaving, I'm out of here too, okay? Jenny Autumn, Jenny, how are you, dude? First of all, do not dude me. Don't bro me, don't dude me, don't man me. I am ready to get rucked up, bro. Oh, my God. Okay. So, boy, uh, hope that this podcast is not a big fat fail as uh, we saw what the recruits were up to uh, this week. Hopefully, we won't repel our audience uh, here with our coverage of the latest episode. Episode number five of Special Forces World's Toughest Test. Uh, We'll talk about all that. Maybe Danny Amendola might be quitting, but I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't either. think so either. Uh, I we'll think they see. just did a nice, clever edit uh, of the preview. Yep. You know, yep. there's like, oh, maybe he's not maybe, there. He's maybe, maybe, because back in the day, these celebrities used to drop like flies. But, you know, now here we are, day number five. And now uh, it's not so easy to get these uh, recruits to walk off. I think we've reached the point where we've truly like weeded out the week, mm-hmm. um, whether it be well, as, as we hear many times throughout the show, it's it's physical, it's mental, it's emotional. And I spend every episode asking myself, what of these am I the weakest? <laughs> like, what would be my weak? Like, they, they're all weak points, mm-hmm. truly. The big three. Um, 
So, I, I, you know, these these things have been, uh, you know, reasons that all of these other celebrities have fallen. And I think that it's like the first couple days are the true test. And at this point, it's like if you've gotten through these first however many tasks, uh, you're probably going to make it through. And I think because what is it? Ten days? I think like once you hit day five, you're like, OK, I'm halfway there. I'm over the hump. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I might as well just finish. The show it, right? does air on Wednesday, which is hump. Day. It is, yeah, it's truly hump day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that I I don't think anyone else will quit unless they are medically required yeah. to. That is. Oh, my I think, think Scaramucci uh, is looking for a way out. I felt like that he- when <laughs> Danny Amendola was thinking about like walking off. He's like, oh, if you're leaving, Let's I'm go. leaving too. Yeah, I'm, you like, know, I, that is he's principle. He's been waiting like, yeah, for one of his bros yeah, he's, to want to quick. He's like, like that, I'm he, a team player. <laughs> he is ready to purple Kelly to Danny Amendola's Nayanka on this thing. <laughs> Precisely. Like, I don't want to leave by myself, but if somebody else is leaving, uh, I'm out. Count me in. I'm a come with guy. Yeah. Yeah. I could be convinced. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I think that uh, maybe Mooch is just really excited to quit something Mm -hmm. instead of like be fired. (laughs) Yes. Yes. He's trying to mooch on to Amandola's walk off from the special forces. So we'll talk about all that and much more. Jenny, how are you? I'm I'm doing well. You know, it's uh, it's 2023. Yeah. I'm like. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. (laughs) We've been here the entire time. I still see people and they are still wishing me Happy New Year on on January 24th. Uh, Do you feel like, you know, you have to continue saying Happy New Year to people when when it's the first time you've talked to them in the new year? I I don't uh, like I would be like uh, Billy Billingham if somebody wished me Happy New Year like you Muppet. It's yeah. it's the last week of January. Do not Happy New Year me. I agree because I I barely feel like it's catastrophic fail. <laughs> you should actually that should be your response to when people like wish you a happy holidays or like happy new year. It's like you mm. muppet. I didn't ask for a greeting <laughs> because I don't feel it's necessary. Yeah. And and these men don't think a lot of the things that these people say are, are also unnecessary. So I don't know if like they're like can take is like wearing on me mm-hmm. and I'm starting to become like a, a grouchy old man apparently <laughs> but uh, like I'm having these same things where I'm like do we have to do this? Do yeah. we have to do we this interaction? We don't have to do it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so but sp- I'm great. I'm doing well. So I, you know it's always a joy to do this. This is my one little thing a week where mm-hmm. I get to do, you know watch a silly show. I guess it's not silly. It's kind of serious to be honest. But, Pretty serious show. Um, yeah. We get to do our best with it and and try to have a good time. So mm-hmm. I always look forward to this. Okay. Well, this week's episode, I feel like that most of the drama from the episode uh, came from the uh, uh, towards the end of the episode. So I, I think I'd rather start heavy. there and then we'll backtrack to uh, the stuff that went on at the start of the episode. Because I don't think that uh, necessarily there's too much connective tissue between the repelling task uh, no. and then what they did on the uh, drive through the enemy battlefield test yeah this this episode was truly like whatever stretch kenya was trying to teach them to do where it was like the the butt is completely like 
you know, extended out. It's it's back heavy. So it's like the first half is not a yes. lot going on, but the the butt is sticking out at the back. Um, and, and that's where the action yeah, is. Yeah, and like <laughs> us, we'll be like twerking our way we'll through. through. Yeah. But I spent the whole first half trying to piece together like because we knew that this this episode was going to center around Danny Amendola based on the previews from last week. Um, and so I was like, what is it about this repelling task that's going to set up like Danny's meltdown? But truly, mm. I think it had nothing to do <laughs> with the second yeah, half. Other it was than two they, they put him stories. in charge. He was doing really good. And, you know, that what we've seen here on the Special Forces, what staff likes to do. Whoever's sort of like the front runner, whoever's doing the best, uh, they're we're gonna break you. Yeah, they don't want you to like not too much success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and they'll pick they have on to you. Make it fu- like hard for somebody. So you know what I mean? It's like okay, well you're having you're doing a little too well with this, so I am going to punish you for doing well. Um, it's an interesting strategy. Yeah. Yeah, there's a real a real tax on uh, a wealth tax uh, per se on whoever whoever has the most. It's like uh, we're gonna it's gonna hurt. Yeah, it's like you get called into the principal's office like when you're doing bad, but also when you're doing well, and it's like. Yeah, I don't know. Is it the kind of thing where you should just be in the middle of the pack? Like we have seen nothing of Carly Lloyd still. We're Who? on purple Carly. Exactly, yeah. Rob. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she got more lines this week. And when I say more lines, as if, as if this is a scripted show, mm-hmm. um, I don't believe this is scripted. I don't think it's scripted. Yeah. I don't think this is scripted. Even though I there were special effects that. this week. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. true. But yeah, I just feel, I just feel like, you know, they are, they're, they're trying to make something of, the big characters and it's like whether you're doing poorly or you're doing well and they are trying to yeah. you know poke at you so that you'll have a reaction special forces is a little bit like a super mario party if you ever play it you know you have so you have so many stars you have so many coins it's like oh, yeah. oh here comes the cloud guy and like uh yeah. like, no you don't we're picking Except on you for, like if okay so if this was Mario Party um, with and we're playing with with Rudy and Remy and Foxy and mm-hmm. Billy, um, good they job will on the core steal, They will steal the Marine stars from <laughs> the Marine Corps. Four. Um, they will steal. It's a good one. They will steal stars from the person with the most stars, but. They will also steal stars from the person with the least stars. So the, the coin, or right. like yeah. if they have no stars, they'll just steal your coins and they'll be like, that's what you get for not having stars. Like <laughs> they will kick you when you're down, but they will also kick you when you're up. Like mm-hmm. they will just kick you. So yeah. that's, I think the right vibe in the of the right, Mario Right party. in the Hannah Brown zone is really exactly. where we want to be. Right. <laughs> Zone exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Danny Amendola, <laughs> that he was made the leader earlier in uh, the episode. And so uh, that he's going to kick off the um, basically this escape. Uh, this is a, a task all about protecting an asset. Okay. Uh, Jenny, sometimes in the special forces, you will have a mission where your life is secondary. I, I am constantly feeling like my life is secondary. 
This is like tertiary, perhaps mm-hmm. even. So yeah. I'm like, okay, like my cat is above me. Mm-hmm. Phil is probably above, probably above me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but when they said asset, like I didn't realize that they were referring to people at first. Yeah. It's such a weird way to refer to humans. An asset. Uh, but I, I, again, I'm learning so much from this journey with you, Rob, and through this show. Uh, so I guess it, Asset is a military term. I, for guess, I, well, I, I like a VIP. I think a VIP. Yeah, I think an asset's a VIP. A VIP. Okay. Yeah, it's I, like somebody that's like important. So, like when they Very gave the scenario, and I, we can explain the scenario, but like the scenario where like they go to the embassy and they they get the nationals out. Uh, those are the those are the v, the VIPs. Yeah, the maybe maybe it's a, maybe so it's like the any, ambassador or something. So what about like a civilian? Like no, civilian is not an asset. Not an asset. Yeah, that's okay. collateral damage. You can run oh. them over, I think, if you want. Oh, you can. It's just a civilian. They're not an asset. It's just a civilian. They're not assets. They they don't have a gun. They're no. not shoot. They're not shooting at you, but they are in the way of your exit. They're like so. nothing. <laughs> they're, they're not assets. Rob, I think these men are rubbing off on you as well. <laughs> you are becoming very cold. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Run the civilians well, down. I'm just saying they're not assets. You don't have to, they don't have to be like, you know. They don't have to be protected. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about that. This is dark. So um, I said uh, Danny Amendola was actually going to get started. It's actually Caram- Scaramucci that's going to go first. And yes. this is kind of like, uh, I mean, I guess everything that we've done has been dangerous, but I thought like this was dangerous for uh, for Billy Billingham as well. Yeah, because he is trusting himself in the passenger seat uh, with these lunatics driving. Um, And the first person, the first, because there is a disadvantage, I think, to going first um, in all of these. Mm -hmm. Because in most cases, you do get to watch what the other people are doing. So I think that like, you know, like with the repel task, which we can get to, like you, you see the form of people that are doing well. Um, I think that if you're Billy Billingham, you're getting into the car and your first person who has no idea, no one to learn from is Anthony Scaramucci. I think you are you are deciding to play life on hard mode. You're making a mistake. Like. Right. Um, I don't feel like the other contestants could see what was happening with the with yeah. the car race because because then like once uh, Amendola drives through the barrier, you would think everybody would do that. Um, right. But it seemed like yeah, that. they and. And like they would talk like the people that had gone were like the only ones that would like talk. So yeah. they must have been like quarantined in a different area or maybe they had the black bags over their maybe head. With the goggles. Head. Who yeah. knows? We don't know. Um, but still, I just feel like um, I don't know. OK, I guess here's my question. Is it better to have Mooch go first, rip the Band-Aid off? The longer he waits, the more uh, wound up he'll get, perhaps. The worse he will do. Is it the kind of thing where it's like, get him while he's hot, um, and before he gets too hot, perhaps, like physically warm? Um, is that the is that the move? You, you do the Mooch first, and uh, that's the safer way to for Billy? experience him. Yeah. Uh, um, to experience Billy or for Billy to experience this task? No, for, for Billy to experience Mooch, I guess, driving. I don't know. I, I don't know what Billy wants because he's like, he's like, drive! 
drive, drive, you muppet. Go, go, go. And then, and then it's about, he's like, slow down, slow down. You're driving too fast. Like, what, what, which I is think, it? I think that he just likes to yell and uh, he's yelling when he's happy. He's yelling when you're doing things right. He's yelling when you're doing things wrong. Um, and I think because we see him, you know, he's, even when people are doing the right things, he's yelling as if they're not because he wants them to like be confident in their choices. So he doesn't want to give the indication that they've done well until like it's over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like shouting 24 seven the entire time. I will say the one difference is, okay, if this was real, okay, it's like, all right, I really need to get out of this city by hook or by crook. Um, this is a fake TV show. Uh, do they really want me to like blow through the set and like crash through? Like, how many like, barriers did they have? I don't like, know. <laughs> like, I kind of feel like that because they're like, you're not supposed to like drive through like the sandbags that are on the course. Like, part of the course is like yeah. avoid the obstacles. Like, there's this one obstacle that I'm supposed to like just blow through. Everything else is like, okay, go around the cones, like, go through the course. Yeah. And and what like especially because in the scenario, the thing you're supposed to do to exit to pass the border is drive through this barrier where there is a man shooting. at you. This is terrifying. If you didn't watch the show, right. like this was literally like it was a, it was a war simulation. It was terrifying. Um, so you're literally supposed to drive at a human. Yeah. Uh, I just don't think even though I know that it's a simulation and I'm supposed to do what you would do in this scenario. Yeah, right. maybe try to run over the person shooting at you is a good move. I still think that it's got to be hard to like not have that little piece of you being like, this is still a show. What <laughs> right. if I run over? Uh, it's not virtual reality. Extra. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm not I just, in the metaverse. I don't blame the people that are like, that were like, oh, I swerve and try and go the other way, mm -hmm. I guess. I don't think that that was a terrible choice, but yeah. Okay. Again, so I, I'm built to fail this. Yeah. So. Scaramucci, uh, <laughs> that he's driving and uh, he's, he's doing okay at first. But then when armed men are coming into the vehicle, uh, Scaramucci looks like he tries to execute like a three point turn and <laughs> Billy is just beside himself. Yeah, this is what you do in a very intense uh, situation where there are cars shooting at you, humans shooting at you. You 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 pull a jaunty reverse. <laughs> yeah, let me know? just uh, like uh, turn yeah. this thing around. Okay, <laughs> we're with like a, okay. Do your shoulder check yeah. first to make right. sure. Right. <laughs> this is like the worst yeah. driver's ed class ever. Uh, he's oh like, no, no. Can you imagine if that if that was what it was like to teach you? Like, is are these the conditions you want to learn to drive, Hunter? Mm -hmm. uh, probably not. But I guess it would really teach you how to perform under stress. Um, so, so I suppose it would like it would prepare you for very, very stressful driving situations. But you would also be taught that the right thing to do is to drive through barriers. Mm -hmm. So maybe not Stru the best driving. Just blow through it. Okay. All right. <laughs> but so he seemed like he was because. I, I my understanding of the task is you're it was also supposed to be about communication because Billy's like, you need to be telling me what you're doing, what you're seeing, what's around you. So it's like they're supposed to be driving, but they're also supposed to be communicating like, OK, I'm going to take a left here. I'm going to do right. There's some guys over there. Um, 
it did seem I will give Mooch his flowers. He is a communications guy. Uh, I did feel like he was kind of calm and he was explaining what was going on. He did that part. okay. I was kind of surprised. I thought he would be a lot more frantic. He seemed to be communicating well. Uh, He just decided that he was going to back up into an enemy vehicle. Mm, yeah. Not, okay. Not ideal. Um, <laughs> all right. So Danny Amendola goes, uh, Danny Amendola is getting yelled at for slow down. Uh, but he basically like executes uh, the task. He drives through the barrier, but uh, Billy is just screaming at him. Uh, he says to him, why are you looking at me? Like you're falling in love with me. <laughs> was yeah. One of the things. Danny was like in a pretty intense stare because they stop. He's been yelling, stop. And they stop. And and Danny's just kind of looking at him like, what, what? Mm-hmm. And he's like, don't look at me like you're in love with me. Why didn't you stop? Yeah. And Danny's like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> Which mm-hmm. is the worst thing to say yeah. to Billy Billingham. You so, do not call this man dude. Yeah, don't don't dude me. Uh yeah. don't, and don't look at him like you're falling in love with him. Um I feel like I don't know, if if somebody said that to me, like stop stop looking at me like you're falling in love with me. I feel like it's very presumptive of you. Yeah. I mean they did like don't put words in my mouth. Lots of talk eyes. about his eyes. He's, yeah. he's blue eyes, right? So he just assume, maybe he gets that like uh, feedback so often where it's like, oh my gosh, Billy Billingham, you are so distracting those piercing blue eyes while you're spitting in my face. I just, oh, it just gets me going. <laughs> yeah. um, and this is a problem that he has in in these in these uh, special forces uh, tests that he's a part of, where you know. People are just falling because what a charismatic man. How could you not fall in love with this man as he's verbally abusing you on the regular? Right. You know, what a other forces, other special forces at play. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We see on the sidelines Scaramucci and uh, Danny Amendola. I guess they have a special bond also because Scaramucci is like. Uh, I love I love you, man. And and Amadella should be like, don't talk to me like you're in love with me. <laughs> yeah, he's just learned Slow that love down. is a bad thing. Stop. Don't like <laughs> no dude, no bro, no love. Like you should not be sharing any sort of tender moments mm. with people. Um, yeah, we we got an I love you, man, from Mooch. Uh, okay. So I think that this has been. Do you think that this is like the first time that Mooch has gotten like good bro bonding time? Because it seems like he's got like a good tight friendship with Mike Yaka. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. What's his life about? I don't know what his life is about, who his friends are or or what. Not Trump, apparently. So I guess not. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Hannah Brown. uh, She's driving. Hannah Brown's just killing it. She's doing great. I'm. Here's the. Okay. I feel like the message that I should be taking away from this because we're all here to learn a lesson, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't the learning channel after all, but no, no, uh, no we milfs are around. Yeah, no milfs. Um, oh, Ken. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if anybody has children. Yeah, I Kenny's hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, she she's she's looking good. Um, but I I feel like don't Hannah look Brown- at me like you little L to F me. <laughs> You are not a military I'd like to have. (laughs) (laughs) 
no, I feel I feel like the person that I have to relate to most here is Hannah Brown. Um because I too am a former bachelorette. No. Uh, <laughs> but I just feel like, you know, she is someone where it's like, okay, you're not a professional athlete. You're just you're just a girl and you don't like men yelling at you. Deeply relatable. Mm-hmm. I would be gone first day because of that. She's True. So, I think the lesson I'm taking away from this is like maybe I should believe in myself a little bit more because look at Hannah Brown. She's doing it. So maybe that could have been me. She does well. She does well. And she seems like she has such a great attitude. Like she's always like supporting other people. She seems like, you know, she's like a good mediator. She's like never in the drama. She's always like an ear for people. So anyway, I didn't watch Hannah Brown's season of The Bachelorette. So or Bachelor. Mm -hmm. I only know her from social media, but she's. Doing well on this. Yeah. She's the middle of the pack person that not they, too hot, not too cold. Yeah. Perfect Goldilocks like, of special yeah. horses. But it does look like she gets pulled into the scary interrogation room next week. So maybe she she starts to do a little too good Uh-oh. and they have to start picking on okay. her. Okay. All right, knock her down a peg. Watch out for that. Okay. Uh then we get like a little bit of the montage. Uh Kenya Moore got herself and Billy killed. Yeah. Like not only are you being yelled at and told like catastrophic fail, you muppet, you imbecile. Like then he goes, you just got us killed. It's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, the guilt yeah. weighing on me. Like, it's not like you just didn't do a good enough job. It's like, we're yeah, dead now. you were dead. I'm dead. You're dead. You just mm-hmm. literally. And, and then all of these bad guys got away with it. <laughs> yep. To your fault. Um, yeah, that's salt in the wound. Yeah, Dwight Howard <laughs> had a good episode. Uh, he did. He, he's bounced back. Well, he passed. Um, I think he fell into the middle of the pack. Yeah, I think that he he literally did what they asked of him, and they basically said like, "Stop having fun. Stop speaking. Do just do what you're supposed to do." And that's it. He and that's of kind of what seat. he's doing. Yeah, yeah, because he's he's been quiet. Like he. He really hasn't said much, but he's been doing things well. Yeah. Um, Mike Piazza, uh, this was not a great night for Big Mike uh, because he also... Is that his nickname? Um, I don't know if it's officially, <laughs> but uh, I feel like, um, you know, I've heard people say it. Was he ever Mike called P- the the Piazza Man? Um, no, I don't think Mike Piazza really has a nickname. Hmm. Sorry to say. Do we made one for him? Let's see. Big Mike. Mike. Mike yeah. Uh, Mike Mikey Piazza P. Nickname. I don't think he really has one. Um, let's see. Uh, you know. My, I, I, he seems like the kind of guy that makes nicknames for other people. Apparently though. his nickname was Supreme. I don't know, like, know what that's about. Like like from the the Supremes? The, I, the don't, group. I don't know. I've never heard uh, <laughs> Mike Piazza ever referred to as Supreme. Yeah. Don't tell. I I mean, and if anyone would know if he was referred to as, as that, I feel like you're, you know, top of the list of people I know. Yeah. Uh, so if you don't know that this is a thing, he somebody called, called him the know. monster once. <laughs> but yeah, he didn't. Is this really... the monster that everyone, that everyone was running from in Survivor? This is the monster you have to be. Mm-hmm. It's Mike Piazza. <laughs> Mike Piazza. Yeah, I, I just think that um, uh, he had a cool name. 
Mike Piazza. I don't yeah. think he needed I don't think he needed a nickname. Um I feel like Mike Piazza would be friends with Jeff Probst. How do you feel about that? I could see that. I feel like, uh, I feel they, like both, they would like each other. I, I Mike Piazza famously also likes uh rock music also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People that serve I in the military. Them, I think they have a lot in common. I see them throwing down at a, at a rock concert. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so <laughs> then uh, Mike Piazza got them killed. Uh, and then Gus also did a bad job. Gus like tried to pull yeah. into the alley uh, and he got the absolutely catastrophic fail. That's how you know you've messed up. When you get the catastrophic fail. Mm-hmm. It's like Billy Billingham is kind of like one of those like dolls that has like the string in the back with like the sayings mm-hmm. and he's got like a few canned things but it's like he's programmed well like he remembers what insult he used for like each person mm-hmm. because he brings it up again later like they go through the line of them at the end and like reaffirm like who passed and failed and like he remembered that he told Gus that he was a catastrophic fail That's because he says it again he says it again. And he also called him a clown, um, which is an insult he hurled at him uh, a, a couple episodes w- ago when he was doing his little somersault into the water. Like he remembers how he insulted these people. He doesn't forget. He's like, yeah. he's the one making nicknames. And, yeah. and Gus's nickname is a clown, apparently. He's like a flavor flave of insults. Uh, he just basically <laughs> like hands them out and then just remembers. And then, then, then you wear that the rest of the season. Yeah. I mean, he remembers their numbers. That's that's half the battle. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he maybe that's how he remembers people because he's not supposed to know their. he doesn't learn their names. He, he's like making names for them. And it's like Muppet, mm-hmm. uh, Clown. Yeah. Um, and they don't know what they're famous for because they have to look it up on the computer. A TikTok, apparently. That's yeah. all TikTok. <laughs> they're, all they do is TikTok and Instagram followers. And their filters. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, once once uh, Billy gives you an insult, it's it's yours forever. Yeah. that That is, you wear it like a crown, like a badge, <laughs> like uh, an armband. Like an armband until you take <laughs> yeah. it off at the end of the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jenny, let's talk about where the real drama starts to happen here in this episode, where we uh, saw where, you know, everyone's getting into the car and, um, you know, Danny Amendola, he's getting in the car and uh, I guess not getting in the car fast enough. And so um, Billy comes over and um, basically just get, starts getting yelled at. You had one responsibility, get in the vehicle. You didn't do it. You're, you're letting us down. Well, so Danny was the crew leader or whatever they call it um, for the day. Um, so this is their way of testing his responsibility. Um, and so Danny was responsible for making sure everyone got into the car. Yeah. And everyone was in the car when it seemed like Billy was yelling. Um, I, I I, I was kind of confused about what the issue yeah. was. Well, I think it was actually, so um, I wrote in my notes, uh, Amendola man's Billy. Uh, so he's like, yeah, mm. we, we got it, man. Uh, as if, don't man me. Yeah. Uh, he already got, don't, you know, don't bro me if you don't know me. Don't dude me. Uh, don't yeah. look at me like you are in love with me. And then uh, on top of that, he mans him. And no terms of endearment, uh, whether platonic or romantic. Um, you know, they, I mean, to be fair, they did warn us at the beginning, warn us and warn them, uh, you will refer to us as staff only. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've noticed for whatever reason, um, Mooch really likes calling them, sir. Um, like when he was driving the car, he's like, yes, sir. <laughs> so he's a sir guy. So Billy doesn't mind the sir, but he doesn't love the casual nature of man, bro, or dude. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That really, that it sets a fire in him. So you're saying that it wasn't so much that Danny wasn't getting in the car fast enough. It was like, he was already just going to like, you know, bug him about that. But what really boiled him was that, yeah, I got a man. He, yeah, because the, all the dudes and mans uh, talking back to Billy, uh, like, look, they're looking for anything. And so he's going to uh, cling on to that. And Danny Amendola has had it. I mean, Danny Amendola, you know, played in the NFL, played for, you know, Bill Belichick, who uh, notoriously not like a touchy feely uh, kind of coach. Not anybody's yeah. like friend on the team, uh, but he's had it uh, and he's ready to walk off. He's ready to quit. So and this is this is what he's so he, uh, Billy like shuts the door. And first of all, it sounded it seemed like um, Danny was kind of like using his arm to like kind of keep there was a, like Danny almost kind of got in his face at one point. I was like, oh, my God, Danny, like kind of hot that uh Danny's getting in the face I, this is so toxic of me but like I was kind of you like like this yeah yeah well because these men are terrifying like deeply deeply terrifying to me so to see Danny kind of just be like you're no I'm gonna get in your face I was mm-hmm. like oh my goodness Okay. So I kind of, it kind of made me feel like, okay, if these men were yelling at me and like disrespecting me, Danny Amendola would take care of it. You were kind of like Scaramucci in this scenario. I would be, I would be piecing out with Danny Amendola 100%. I'd be like, you go, I go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Scaramucci says, well, I can't let him leave by himself. Yeah. It's like, what does he need? He needs like, (laughs) like some sort of chauffeur or like a, 
chaperone to leave. He's like, he can't go on his own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like uh, he's a, you know, he's a come with guy. He's kind of just like, a, <laughs> like a, nobody should have to quit special forces by themselves. Yeah. I, except for all the other except people. Except for every that, other person that's literally every other person forces. that left. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Danny was like yelling, like respect, respect, like through the car door. Um, so clearly Danny felt disrespected, which I'm like, this is the first time you felt disrespected. So, These people have been berating you all for days. I, I think for Danny Amendola, like, I think he feels like this is supposed to be like a meritocracy of that. Hey, I've done all of the tasks. I have, I have not uh, had a catastrophic fail on every single right. thing. If I'm doing all of the things, why are you yelling at me? Why are, mm. why are you on my case? I've done everything you've asked and I'm probably doing better than anybody else. Why are you picking on me? Which is a logical way of looking at it and probably something that he's been conditioned to a lot with sports mm-hmm. where I don't think, well, I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of what Bill Belichick, right. uh, w- you know, how he would motivate his, his guys. But like, I have to think that he's not spending his breath on the guys that are performing well. Right. So like on the Patriots, like uh, Bill Belichick was like, Brady, you fail. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. you know, typically no. like the, the stars of the team get treated the best. Yeah. He was petting, he's petting his head and saying, I love you, my son. Mm-hmm. You throw a good ball. Um, I, that's what I picture the conversation as at least. Uh, yeah. So I think that he, like all of Danny's life, he's been conditioned to be like, Hey, you keep your head down, you work hard, you do a good job and no one will, no one will bother you. And you will seek, like, you will see, you know, reward for that. Um, and so he's now learning that <laughs> this experiment is uh everyone everyone gets a shit kicking you know what i mean like and i mean we see mike mike piazza figures it out he 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 lays it out eventually Mm -hmm. but um i at this point danny is not understanding that like there's a reason they're doing this to him especially yeah okay so you referenced uh like we have like a group therapy meeting okay Mm -hmm. all of the recruits get together and they're gonna talk it through about what's going on and Scaramucci is telling everybody, okay, I'm going to leave too. If he leaves. Um, so Danny Amendola is talking about like, is this fair? Uh, what's going on here? Uh, and he wants to know, uh, Hannah Brown, do you think this is fair? Um, and then, um, we get like a lot of crosstalk going on where, so- Yeah. I believe what happened was because car. So in the car that where this took place, because they were in separate cars. So in the car that Danny was in, it was Danny, Carly. And I understand why you thought it was Hannah, because you don't you believe don't that Carly's Carly. a person on this on this show. I understand. Um, and then uh, Mooch in the backseat. Um, and so Carly was there like as a witness to the in, the uh, altercation between Danny and Billy. Mm-hmm. And so. I guess he was saying, like, Carly, didn't you think that he crossed the line there? And then everyone starts talking over each other. And Gus especially (laughs) gets really mad at Mike Piazza um, because it was like a lot of like, let this person speak. You're talking over them. And then it's like I felt like Gus kind of like took over and like 
used it as an opportunity to like let out his frustrations about Mike. He's like, I'm not even mad about these people yelling right now. Like, I'm tired of you talking over people. Like, I think the stress of the situation and like everyone's quirks are clearly like starting to wear on each other. Um, Um, I do feel like that Mike Piazza has a little bit of a, like a Stockholm syndrome for uh, the staff of like, I feel like he has Mm. kind of like, uh, uh, and look, I, I, I love Mike Piazza, one of the greatest Mets uh, of all time, maybe the greatest uh, Met hitter ever. Uh, but I feel like he's a little bit of like a brown noser with the staff. Oh, yeah. 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 No, he's I mean, he's definitely like a he's a yes, sir kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he's he's definitely like acting as like the conduit of like their message. Mm-hmm. Like. Um, so yeah, yeah, he's definitely, he's trying. And I think that that's, what's getting to him is like, he wants to be like the best. He wants to be the star child. Um, yeah. And when he doesn't do well, that, that upsets him. There was a lot of like bleeping going on. I couldn't really understand, but what Mike Piazza was trying to say, like that they're just trying to prove to us that we're, uh, pieces of, uh, and so mm-hmm. that that's what was, uh, you know, they're doing and they're trying to prove to us that we're. <laughs> so he says, he says the, the reason that this is happening is Danny is the best leader and they're trying to beep with him. Um, and they're trying to break him down because, because he's good, because it's like, this is the only way that they can test him. Um, so it's not about them. They're pieces of bleep and they need to break themselves down, I guess, like poop. Cause that gets there was, broken down again, in the this sewer system. show where there's a, a lot of censoring and we don't really understand yeah. what people are saying. No, there's there's a few points in these where I don't really know what the what the word was. Mm-hmm. Um, I do I do think I know what was being bleeped there, but I was trying to understand the metaphor. Um, and he says they need to break themselves down and see if they're material for the special like, forces. Yeah, for the special forces or like just any sort of material. Well, what if they're anything like that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then one of the other staff comes in. This is the guy that like gets the least airtime. Uh which do you know which guy this is? He has like a nice ascot. Oh, the guy that comes uh, in. Rudy? Rudy? Rudy. Yeah. This was okay. Rudy. Yes. Yeah, and he comes in, he kind of like explains like about what it's like to be in the special forces and he goes through and he explains like what a jarhead is. Yeah, cuz they take the they take your brain out and then I kind of forget like how he explained it, but he jarhead is like a term mm-hmm. it is a military term, but he was defining it as like, that's why they call you a jarhead. Like you take your brain out and we put a thing in yeah. it and then we screw it back on. And he basically just said like, you have to just be robots, mm-hmm. okay. um, which I, I get it. Like I do get it now. I understand what they're doing. Yeah. It I don't enjoy it. I don't I think that it could be very damaging. However, uh I do understand what they are doing here. Um so I don't know if he was like catching that like it was really starting to get to people and so was that what's supposed to be like um an intervention of sh- of sorts from like Rudy where he's trying to be like listen guys like 
we're not being mean just to be mean. Well, I think like, at that the some message? point, I think they have to realize like, boy, if everybody quits, we don't have a show anymore. So I wonder <laughs> if he's sort of like, all right, let's just look, look, you know, what this, they call us jarheads. That's just what happens. Like, don't take it so personally. Yeah. Stopping a snowflake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's probably, I, I'm sure that they just cut that part. But- um, yeah. <laughs> yeah they, so Danny Amendola is going to go uh, talk to to Billy, okay? Um, and he goes in with Billy, and and uh, Danny Amendola's not really going to back down, okay? Um, and uh, they're going to talk this through. And uh, again, this is like again, there's a lot of the, and, and I couldn't exactly figure out what they were doing, except I think that. Uh, Danny Amendola was kind of being uh, called that he uh, was uh, like a B word. Yes, I think that 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 was one of the things that Billy said, that you're acting like a B word. Yeah. Uh, yes, just like that. Um Yeah. And they're like they're they're very close, like they're sitting on, like on opposite ends of a table. Mm-hmm. But like, again, like their faces were very close. And maybe this Uh-oh. is why Billy constantly thinks that like people are hitting on them because it did look like maybe they could kiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's why he has to like really like level set like this. Don't look at me like you're in love with me. <laughs> like, do you think Billy has like strong pheromones or something like there's just something powerful about him that like cuts through the fact that he's like verbally abusive? Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> Jenny, they say that the... Opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. Yes. And I guess that that's how this works is mm-hmm. like, you certainly don't feel indifferent about any of these people. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's as you're feeling the intensity of the emotions when they are not. Um, yeah. And this is kind of the Stockholm sy- syndrome of it all, where it's like when you're not being berated be- and being told that you're a catastrophic fail and a Muppet and a, and a clown, um, and you get that one little shred of praise where they say, Good effort. Well done. You're just like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Euphoric. You know? Thank you. Thank you, yeah. staff. Thank you, Papa. <laughs> Papa. Yeah. What yeah. do you think they would do if like, okay, so he doesn't mind, sir. Uh, well, I mean, we did have a moment where uh, in the beginning of the episode where Danny <laughs> yeah. Abdul was talking to Gus uh, about like uh, that, you know, is, is Gus going to adopt children? Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Danny Amendola says uh, that, you know, I think he'll be a good dad. And Gus says to Danny Amendola, I'll, I'll call you daddy. Yeah, because he says, you'll be a good ta- dad, too. And and Danny's like, thanks. And he's like, I'll call you daddy. I was like, this escalated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is not about parenting anymore, I think. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, so daddy, Danny. I mean, his name is only two letters you just replace those ends with D's and you've got Daddy Amendola. Daddy Amendola. <laughs> or I guess if you're replacing the other ends, then he's Daddy Amendola. Yeah. Don't man don't man anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't man them or you'll get mad. Yes. Changing the N wow. to the D. Yeah. You have such a way with the letters. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a wizard of words yes. or something. So generally, <laughs> ultimately, this episode sort of ends on a cliffhanger of is Danny mm-hmm. Amendola leaving? And what percent chance is it that Danny Amendola is leaving? 
Nine. Nine, nine. Okay. So what should I say 16? I think that's his number. 16. So that we saw a preview at the end of the episode. In the preview, we never saw Danny Amendola, correct? I was looking for him. I will say that there were like a couple group shots where like I could have paused to do like inspection of whether he truly was there or not. I Um, think that would be a spoiler. That would be a spoiler if you did that. But Rob. Okay, maybe maybe I should not. Maybe I should have higher standards for Fox. But how many times has CBS uh, spoiled oh, million, things for Survivor based on like previews? So I don't believe that uh, next time mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. is is immune from accidentally spoiling yeah. something. The reason why I don't think he is gone based off the previews that I did see Scaramucci there, and Scaramucci would have oh, weasel his way out. That's a good point. Uh, so. That Scaramucci was not featured prominently, but I did see him in like the barracks. That is a very good point because when when um, Danny gets called in to talk to Billy at the end, um, <laughs> Scaramucci's like, "Michael, you can't let him leave by mm-hmm. himself." <laughs> Never once heard Mike Piazza refer to as Michael ever. Michael, I don't know. Things are getting really. I heard him heard su- Supreme more than Michael. <laughs> Or Piazza Man, um, or what was the other one? Uh, Big Mike. Big Mike. <laughs> yeah. Piazza so, Man delivers. Uh, I feel like I've heard I've heard that more than. Yeah, uh, I feel like that's the thing. Um, but Mike, because so that that's what made me wonder because it was like was was Mooch suggesting that Mike go with him and then Mike also leaves with with Danny if Danny's leaving I, I didn't really understand what his rationale was there he's like you can't let him leave by himself and it's like well then why are you following him you're the one that wants to leave with him mm-hmm. I think Scaramucci wants to organize like a mass exodus mm, he wants to like yeah so it's like the whole the whole if we team all quit. leave we all win yeah. united he's a team player he has told us this mm-hmm yeah, that's how you know. That is the sign of a team player is is repeatedly uh, asserting that you are a team player mm-hmm. and getting everybody to quit all at the same time. Yeah, yes, Ideal. that is not, I, I that is the a true team. way for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll find out next week uh, ultimately if Danny Amendola is leaving, but I just think they needed a cliffhanger for this episode. Yeah, I think that they're like no one else is going to quit. Um, how do we end this episode uh, with a story? Um, mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I feel like tension tension was mounting. So it's like if you were going to do a cliffhanger, this is like your opportunity. So it makes sense. But I I fully expect uh, Danny to be there in the next episode. And I think that like he was starting to get it because they showed um, when Mike was explaining like the reason they're going after Danny is because he's the best and they're trying to break him down. Um, Danny was eating food. They they seem to eat like slop. It look it literally looks like gruel. So, um, and Danny had like this look on his face where he, it seemed like he was kind of starting to put it together and was like, yeah, I am the best. Mm-hmm. And they don't, they think they I'm the best. Me. They're just, but no, I think he was trying, he was kind of starting to be like, Oh, this is them trying to push me because they know that I can do even better. Um, so I don't know. Maybe he was just hangry and like he was finally uh, getting his food. And so like he was having like his his come to God moment yeah, there. Mike Piazza um, didn't have like one ounce of glycogen in his body. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not one ounce. <laughs> mm-hmm. No glycogen. Yeah, that was- 
No, not a glycogen to be found. Mm-hmm. They were they were also discussing um, earlier in the episode how um, they came back from the first task and like they're like, wouldn't it be amazing if we just went in there and they had ice cold Coca Cola? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Gus said that uh, if he if he got taken eliminated before it's over, which I thought was weird because it's like, isn't there no elimination unless you get like medically evacuated? Mm-hmm. Um, but Gus was basically saying, he's like, I'm going to find where this is on Google Maps and Postmates you a pizza. Yeah. I mean, imagine <laughs> like, that. I don't know if he's going to find this place. <laughs> yeah. Gus, Gus really doing a solid. Uh, would that be yeah. contraband, a pizza from Postmates? Um, I have to think so. But Melby got away with with them Siggies. So... I don't know. Do you think they can sneak a pizza past uh, Billy and the gang? I mean, it, it would be amazing if they could. Again, that it's not one clear of where yeah. where they are. Like, because they they're in that room sometimes, talking ish about yeah. them with the, their pictures on the walls. So they are they are there sometimes when they're in like their barracks. Yeah. Um, but I have to assume that they go to a hotel yeah. or something. I feel like they don't really seem concerned that the room is bugged. I think that that would be something that I would be like, don't say that they're listening. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a top concern. Mm-hmm. But apparently, like, I guess what, what they say in the barracks stays in the barracks. I guess so. That's, is that, I don't know. That's Special the Forces one. code. Yeah, it's like, that's the one place where you can tell your truth. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Let's talk about the first uh, task that we saw them do in this episode where um, we saw that they have to go to the day five. Both of these tasks today took place on day five, which I think uh, I guess the second one wasn't like strenuous, but it must have been a long day for the special forces. Uh, And so like the first task was like physically um, strenuous, mostly. And then the second test was like mentally strenuous Mm -hmm. where it was like taxing on your like psyche um so at least they like changed it up like you went from having to physically like run up a million stairs and then like you know rappel down a really tall building to just driving a car under stressful circumstances because imagine like having to do two very physical tasks on the same day like that would be impossible jenny i struggle when i do two podcasts in one day yeah i like up what this is a hard day like, uh, yeah. put the extra coffee on. I got the uh, got two podcasts. Got to watch I, two things. I will find any reason to get myself a little treat if I'm just doing anything the slightest bit harder than like the day before. You got to, like, what's your treat? Okay, well, Rob, if I have to go into the office 
Yeah. So it's not a work from home day. If I have to go in the office, I am legally uh, required by the government to get Starbucks. Okay. It's just a rule. It's a rule. I'm actually not allowed to enter uh, the building I work in unless I am holding mm-hmm. a Starbucks coffee. It's like your ID and badge. And little egg bites yeah. in, my, in my bag. <laughs> um, it's the only way I can enter. It's actually kind of like my key card. Mm-hmm. Uh, is like I have to swipe the little egg bites. That, that is how I get If you walk in without it, they're like, fail! Yeah, for me, a catastrophic fail. You think you can come in here you without Muppet. a coffee? What is this, Tim Hortons? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't even try to come in there with a double double from Timmy Timmy Hoes. Like you're Mm -hmm. not you're not getting past the door. Um, That is how I get through life is by rewarding myself for the bare minimum, Mm -hmm. and that is exactly why um, my snowflake ass would not last a second Mm -hmm. on special forces. You podcast in Snowflake Mountain. Yeah, that that show was probably made for me. No, I'm not that bad. I'm not bad. Um, but I do deserve a treat for uh, going to work. We all do. <laughs> so I get it, Rob. Like, mm-hmm. you know, life is hard, okay? Just existing is taxing enough. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think that uh, this is completely reasonable. <laughs> okay. So, all right, we're going to do a tactical repel. Uh, and if that's not hard enough... Remy is going to be chasing you up the stairs. Yeah. Yelling or actually, no, wait, you're supposed to chase Remy, but he is yelling at you the entire time. Yeah. Like I actually almost wish that I was being chased without the yelling. The yelling is really a problem for me. Right. Um, because they're supposed, cause he sets the pace. I guess mm-hmm. like Remy decides the pace based on what he thinks will push that person. And Remy looks like, like an elite athlete. Like he looks like he can like just oh. walk onto like an NFL field uh, today and, and, and go play uh, like, uh, in, I don't think I, I don't Remy has he, ever broken a sweat. I don't, like he, yeah. And they, they put him out there. He's like the Guinea pig of like, and just to show you Remy will do exactly what, like uh, I, yeah. I'd love to see one of the other guys also like uh, do yeah, this eight like, can you get a guy from like catering, uh, like behind the set, like to do it? Like, I want to see the every man do mm-hmm. this task so that I can believe I can do it, you mm-hmm. know? Um, yeah, not the, the like, and Remy is probably the most physically fit of the four, of the, yeah. the core four. So, <laughs> the Marine Corps four, yeah. <laughs> the Marine Corps four, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. Terrifying. He's, he's, get on, get on my heels. Get on my heels. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be chasing him, I guess. It's okay. like a million steps. So, uh, that he ultimately, Danny Amendola goes, goes first. He does a good job. He gets a pass. Uh, second is Scaramucci. Scaramucci <laughs> tells us, uh, before he goes up, uh, help me, Jesus. He did not. Uh, I don't think I don't think Jesus is looking out for. I don't him think today. Jesus has a vested interest in special forces world no, toughest test. It's not the top of his list. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. He has a little tumble, and he kind of goes. Uh, he started off well, and then in the middle, he gets he's he's spinning, and yeah, it's it's not good. It's not great. Um, yeah. This is a task. Kenya Moore does really well with these types of tasks. Yeah, she's so mentally he strong. still fall off a thing, no problem. 
I think she just gets in there and she just she just laser focuses like I I want whatever she's having. You know what I mean? Because it's like I can't imagine just being that stoic um, and unbothered mm-hmm. um, for the amount. Listen, I'm not a real housewives person, but like for the amount of like that they make her sound like this big dramatic person. Like she's very, she's chill. been no drama. She's very measured. Yeah. She's just like, she's just there to get her job done and, and you know, and mm-hmm. do a good job. That's it. Yeah. Um, but I do think like she knows her strengths because she was like, I'm worried about my body breaking down, but if it's about overcoming something, I can do that. And she's like, apparently quite terrified of heights. And she just keeps doing these things with heights and just being like, Yeah. And they Whatever. have no idea. Like, they just think that she's like killer. Mm-hmm. So and she, is. She's yeah, she does it. Uh, Purple Carly, she uh, gets a little bit of screen time here. Um, she does not do a good job uh, with this. Uh, and she did she gets, almost vomit? Did you notice at the be- when she's I at the top? Could, I, I couldn't tell. Uh, she does get branded absolute muppet. Yes, she she got Muppet status. So mm-hmm. so Mooch got the big fat fail, and then big fat Carly fail. was Muppet, Ab- absolute like, Muppet, absolute Muppet. Yes, um, no doubt about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but when she was up at the top before she started rappelling down, she was like coughing and spit and like yeah. What happened? Billy, there? Billy was like nice. I was like, I did she pass maybe- the COVID test? <laughs> I think that she was so winded um, uh, and overwhelmed from like the run up the stairs that maybe like the nerves, she might've gotten a little nauseous. She's like, Oh, I just got to get this. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It seemed a little hurry. Maybe she had to too me. much gruel on the way uh, over. Yeah. I can't imagine that's the kind of, listen, I don't know anything about the nutritional content of the gruel yeah. they're eating, but it just, Maybe just sits in like your stomach. Yeah. It can't be good. Okay. Uh Dwight Howard, he's nailing it. He's got this down. He was like a corpse coming down. Like it was like literally like flat as a board. Just <laughs> like it was wild. He, yeah. And they were like, <laughs> it was quite the sight to see because he's so tall. Mm-hmm. Um it was like a ladder being like sent yeah, down. <laughs> perfect. Okay. Uh Gus. I thought Gus was gonna have no problem with this. Uh he says he got uh all mixed up. Yeah, um, he also got called a clown. He said, mm-hmm. get control of that thing, you clown. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I thought I mean you, you assume that the athletes are gonna are gonna handle this, but like I think that first little part is hard because it's like that's the tilted part of the because mm-hmm. it kind of looked like space needle esque. Yes. Um, I think you have to think, jump far enough back off to like be able to like get around like the lip of the thing. Yeah, because you're starting. I don't know. You're like falling backwards. And I think it's so easy to like mm-hmm. go upside down. Yeah. Um, so uh, that seemed to be what happened. He had a little tumble. OK, Hannah Brown aced it. Best yeah. one so far. She's doing yeah. great. Now, uh, Mike Piazza, we spent a lot of time on Mike Piazza. Uh, I really thought that the issue for Mike Piazza is he started asking about like, what are, what's the composition of the stairs? Are they yeah, metal? Steel, steel or concrete? Apparently thought, they were both. Yeah, I thought this was going to be um, a uh, knees issue for Mike Piazza. Of course, who's the catcher? Uh, yeah. Catchers famously. Lots like, of time they on their knees. Yeah, lots of time uh, like in squatting down at bad mm-hmm. knees. Uh, you know, Mike Piazza is slow, uh, you know, even in his prime. And so... Um, uh, but it doesn't seem like that, like, uh, it was like his knees were the issue. It seemed like he was getting winded. It says like, he feels like a sack of. 
Um, I, I, I was confused about the, the stair thing though. Cause it was like, Oh, is he going to fall or is like, is it harder to run up steel or concrete stairs? I was very confused. I thought there was going to be an injury. Cause I was like, no, but it's just that he, and he literally looked like he was going to be sick. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was talking like, you know, it's easy to get soft. Yeah. The eye of the tiger still there. Yeah. I mean, so Scaramucci is the oldest. Is Piazza the second oldest person in this cast that's out there? I think at this point, how old is he? Is he 53, he like 50- I think they said. I think, and I think um, Kenya is like 51. Mm. So I think those three are yeah. the oldest at this point. Well, but Kenya more time, um, no problem. Well, <laughs> Gus said about Mooch when he was going down, he was like, he's like 60, 60 and he's this short little thing. He like shouldn't be here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is like, yeah, he kind of had his number. It's like, what do you, how, th- that is like, we're really burying the lead here when we are not taking a moment to acknowledge that we are down. We're halfway through the cast. We're down to eight people. And one of those eight people is Anthony Scaramucci. Yeah. How is this real? Like, how is this one of the eight people? <laughs> it is wild. Uh, it seems like uh, he's halfway home. Oh, okay. Is this pr- proof that he is once again, the plant? Hmm. And it's like, in order to get the full, uh, like, gamut of him, like, he's actually, like, receiving special treatment. You think so? Why? And he's Why? Tr- Is he such a big name that people, like, oh, if we lose Scaramucci? I, no. <laughs> I don't know. No. I don't know. I don't know. I am I trying to make doing sense it. of I don't, the I don't fact want to take it away there. from him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry to to uh, you know insult the mooch. The mooch. I don't mean that, but I am truly, you know, baffled by the fact that he is still there and he hasn't quit, uh, despite looking for any opportunity, but only if somebody else is going. Mm-hmm. So Mike Piazza, after he had the uh, bad run in this challenge, uh, he's going to end up, uh, staff wants to talk to him. Uh, Everybody else is back in the camp talking about what snacks they're going to get. Imagine we had cold Coke. Somebody says, imagine we had Jell-O. Jell-O. I just... That wouldn't be the top of my list. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe you just want something really cold. Like maybe it's so hot that they're like, I want just something cold, but mm-hmm. like with a slight fruity taste. I and mean, maybe you could put some vodka in it. Well, maybe. Uh, <laughs> in all the days, like playing Survivor, I've heard every single like food craving mm-hmm. ever. Uh, I don't think I ever heard one person ever say uh, like, oh, I wish we had Jello. Yeah, I'd love just a chair, like a cherry jello jiggling and i feel like that would be like <laughs> the worst place to eat jello yeah with all the sand like jordanian desert jello i gotta feel like it's sweaty it's it's not looking not holding good. its that's shape not, i don't think so no um, i don't think that's where i want to eat yeah. jello so they bring piazza in and basically like he just talks about how um, you know, he talks about his dad. Uh, I mean, Mike Piazza uh, famously had a, a close relationship with his dad. He's trying to do it uh, for his dad who served in the military. He doesn't feel like that he's doing enough uh, for his country. I, mean, I think Mike is being too hard on himself. Uh, Mike, yeah. 
Mike that was a very instrumental following 9-11, did a, did a lot uh, in the city of New York, uh, hit one of the most famous home runs in uh, New York baseball history in the first game back against the Atlanta Braves on the Friday night when they started playing baseball again in New York City. Lifted a city on his back. Supreme Mike, you're you're doing Supreme. fine. But that that and the, and that's what they get at in this. Also, these are not therapists. Um, but we do get Remy being like, well, or was it Remy or I can't remember who it was, but someone was like, let's go back to your childhood. Where did this start? It's like, are you are you special forces guys or are you a licensed therapist or like, why are we going, why are we acting like this is, uh, you know, billable hours for you? Um, but it seems like this is Mike's thing where he's like an overachiever. Mm -hmm. Like this guy's three, he's an Enneagram three for sure. Oh. Um, and, I and think. his number was three, one, three. Okay. Mm -hmm. Three one. Mm -hmm. So do you think that he, he's either three or a one? Probably. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think I could see him as a one because one are very much like rule followers. Um, and he's really like he going by the book here. Yeah. So I think we're, we've actually cracked this. Um, Why he wears that number. <laughs> Makes sense. If Chappelle is listening. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Also, um, Chappelle, what a what a great friend you are listening to our special forces. Yeah. Podcast. If you're listening. Yeah. Well, I know I know Kirsten is listening to it because she gave me um, she gave me some intel on the the conversation of about the the difference between the rock and the and the oh what the what is it? So she said rucksacks have a metal frame that makes the bag itself much heavier than a normal bag, and that a Bergen a Bergen is lighter with no frame, so they are apparently different. Um, and I think that in this episode, they actually said that when they're carrying the ruck, it was like, however, it was like a lot of pounds. Cause they have to carry the, the ruck up the, yeah, the ruck weighs 30 pounds apparently. And they had to carry the ruck up 300 stairs to the top of the thing that they rappelled down. Mm -hmm. So they're not, not only are they having to chase Remy, who is like the fittest man on earth. Um, they're also carrying a 30 pound rucksack. And I guess it's the f metal frame that they have because they're always like they always stand up. Right. Like and they like tip over if you put them down. So I guess the rock is the one with the frame and the the Bergen has no frame. So it's lighter. OK, good. So to thank, know. You, thank Kirsten. you, Kirsten. Yes. Thank you uh, for the intel on the rucksack versus Bergen debate. Uh, yeah. Debate. Yes. yes. Okay. So, right. like, what a great friend. <laughs> um, one of the best. All right. Yes. Uh, so, Jenny, we are five hours into Special Forces, World's Toughest Test. Wow. It seems like there's five more to go. If you were watching uh, some of the NFC playoffs uh, this weekend airing on the Fox television network, boy, I have to say there was heavy promotion for the Fox show that's coming up next. Farmer needs a wife. It's uh, we're ready to get hoeing. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Get on farmer, the farm, baby. Farmer needs a wife, and people he are needs really. A wife. People He's got are, the crops. 
He needs a wife. Coming March 8th to Fox, four farmers embark on the adventure of a lifetime to find their future spouse. I feel like it's, isn't March 8th International Women's Day? Is it? Really? Okay. This is what, how we're going to celebrate International Women's Day is with farmer needs a wife. Mm-hmm. Apparently, like, like their property. <laughs> it's like, I've got it all. I've got this beautiful farm. I've got a tractor. Now I just need one thing. So a woman I, to call my property. Can I tell you something that farmer wants a wife uh, is oh, a wants a wife, not needs a wife. Okay, far, uh, sorry, farmer. <laughs> farmer wants a wife. Okay. Okay. Farmer wants, wants a wife is a, I guess, highly popular like international yes, format. I did hear this. Um, yes. There have been like Dutch or something. Oh, or? Uh, that there. I mean, it was uh, the UK. I mean, on the website. Uh, Australia, Austria, uh, Belgium, uh, Canada had uh, two editions of it. Croatia, what? Estonia, <laughs> Finland, France, Germany, Greece, Hungary. Everyone I, is doing uh, it. Everybody. No, and, and uh, Jenny, the CW actually already did it in 2008. Farmer Wants a Wife aired on the CW. So this is like this is like the Joe Millionaire, uh, like of this farmer dating uh, genre where it it existed. It was done and we're redoing it again on Fox. Interestingly enough, uh, the series premiered on the CW Network on April 30th, 2008 and was canceled on June 25th, 2008. Oh, wow. So I don't know. Old is I guess we're going to reboot everything. Well, we were saying this on the MILF Manor, uh, you know, recap, which, uh, again, I'm still reeling from that, mm -hmm. um, that it felt very like early 2000s reality show where you're like, how is this real? How is this on television? So I think that, yeah, uh, we're bringing back the Y2K fashion. Um, and so we have to be bringing back like the 2000s, mm -hmm. 2010 That 90s show era. is on Netflix. Yes, so exactly. So it's a throwback I think, time. Yeah, we love a, we love a throwback. Uh, I love a throwback that I didn't even know was a throwback because I did not know Farmer Wants a Wife existed. Okay. All right, maybe the but world wasn't is. ready for it in 2008, or at least the United States so. wasn't ready for it. This is what we need in this time in 2023. We need to help the farmers mm -hmm. find a find, find their, a lady, find their wife, and and find yeah. and find help the wives find the farmers. Yes. Uh it's mutual. Mm -hmm. This is beneficial for us all. Um, we've learned that some farmers are very rich. Oh. So okay. well, Stephen Mc. McBee, is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he okay. was the millionaire. Mm -hmm. Um, it, and it seems like it's centered not a, like around a single person. There's like I think there's multiple, four farmers, multiple farmers. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I hope that there's some fun twists there because that was my favorite thing about Joe Millionaire was that there was like the two guys and it was like they're both dating all the girls and so it's like oh like. They're, are they like both going after the same girl? I always love that little dynamic. Um, so maybe we will get, you know, farmers uh, wanting to pick the same uh, crop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, they both uh, grow the same type of vegetable. Yeah. Uh, okay. And they're competing 
at the farmer's market. <laughs> farmer's market, right. Okay. Um, anyway. So that's that's, that's Farmer Wants a Wife. Keep an eye on, uh, on for that coming up uh, in a couple of weeks to uh, the Fox Network. Okay. Jenny, anything else about Special Forces, Colin, World Toughest Test? No, I, I I will just say I'm very proud that I finally know who is who of the um, the special forces staff. Yeah, you're I, doing great I with that. finally learned everyone's names. I, I remember them all. It seems like Foxy is the guy that does like the like narration, not the actual narrator. I want to know who that is. The guy who's very serious where he's like, it's day five and it's we're down five. to eight people and uh number 13 dwight howard was anyway like it's not that guy but like foxy he's like constantly like giving us these messages about like what this training is about so i feel like i'm really getting to know them that same announcer will stay on for farmer wants a wife (laughs) i would love that that would be a fun dynamic i want them to take that just as serious spotted the wives (laughs) 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 that would be that would tickle Mm -hmm. me yeah, mm-hmm. I think that that's really how you jazz up that show. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they can't get him, Martin the Butler, oh, I would love them bring to him bring him in. He doesn't have to Didn't be. Didn't he wear a like butler. a farmer he can be a farm costume? Hand. Like a, I could see him like in a straw hat. He dressed up it, yeah. in all sorts of things. He would. He wore Gardening like gloves. crossing yeah. guard uh, vests and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, he's a versatile man. Get him. He's a farmhand now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So <laughs> anyway, that's it. I'm having a great time. All right, Jenny. I know this is your, uh, you know, one podcasting adventure these days. Anything else fun going on for you? Not really. January is kind of like a like it's a kind of meh month. Month, you know. It's mm-hmm. kind of like I listen. I live in Ontario, um, and winter is rough. So like we're about to get dumped with snow tomorrow. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's not really like a lot to do. I'm just kind of waiting for the spring and the riches that it brings like the farmers the farmers the crops Mm -hmm. um wives (laughs) so um yeah i'm just i'm vibing that's it okay i occasionally will pop up on puya's stream to play goose goose duck on sundays that's pretty much my my one other thing that i do besides working for a living with my starbucks okay legal Uh, requirement we had a uh, fun uh, catch up with my friend Jenna Maraska on the latest Talking with T-Bird. Uh, we dropped that what on Monday. Uh, and then over on uh, Nothing But Netflix uh, this week, uh, we checked out That 90s Show. I am going to tune in for that. I'm, I think because I, I I am very curious about this whole. I'm, I don't know how I feel about remakes, but the fact that they, you know. Kitty and Red are intact. Yeah. Did you, were you a fan of uh, that 70s show? That is one of the sitcoms. I, d- I don't think I watched it till the end, but like I watched like several seasons of that, that 70s mm-hmm. show. So I know the whole lore yeah. um, for sure. Um, and I am a 90s kid. Yeah. So, and not a 90s kid that was born in the 90s, like a kid got that I got it. like was, yeah. you know, we. I know this is a debate, mm-hmm. but yeah. I'm a true 90s kid. 
Okay. Uh, well, we had a lot of fun there with uh, Dame Lindsay Wilson on the uh, latest episode. Another great Canadian. Another great Canadian over yeah. on the latest episode of Nothing But Netflix. So thank you so much for joining us uh, to talk special forces, colon, world's toughest test. I'll be back again after a next episode. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.